0: a jumbo check It wasn't easy It's not
1: my problem I promised you to come back with a subject that really became interesting for me as well. In the first day of this year, I stumbled upon an article saying that for 10 years, the Chamber of Employees has been studying the well-being of employees in Luxembourg. And over a decade, they noted a concerning decline in the well-being of employees, of course, influenced by COVID-19 pandemic as well, and adding some data to that That would be the 2023 Quality of Work Index study highlights various constraints harming workers' well-being, including increased mental and emotional demands, uh, dissatisfaction in income with uh, inflation. Both men and women experience reduced motivation, job satisfaction and well-being, but women are more affected. Many workers favour a reduction in weekly working hours where life balance is compromised, leaving less time for personal activities, And the study also shows decline in teleworking despite its popularity during the pandemic teleworking is declining with implication for employees satisfaction and work-life balance and a significant number of employees are contemplating changing job to improve their quality of life. Today I would like to dive into the well-being of employees in Luxembourg to find out what are the factors that influence this decline of well-being at work in Luxembourg and how can we stay happy in our working hours. And uh, I'm joined today by Mr. David Buschel who graduated in occupational and economic psychology at the Free University of Brussels in 2002 and is working since 2009 as advisor and psychologist at the Chamber of Employees in Luxembourg. Hello, Mr. Bachel, and uh, uh, thank you very much for accepting our invitation.
0: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: And uh, in the first case, I will start maybe with some of the data from this uh, concerning article to me, because I found this was released just on 1st of January. And I said, wow, what a nice beginning of the year to find out about this and I guess to to, to get to this result, you have to study a lot, years by years to, to, to see the changing uh, the, in this, on this platform. But the recent report uh, paints a concerning picture of decline, declining in well-being of, uh, uh, like among workers in Luxembourg. From your perspective, what are some of the psychological uh, implications of these trends? Why?
0: Well, yes, we have now 10 years of data on work quality in Luxembourg gathered uh, from the quality of work uh, study and uh, what we see is that the general well-being of workers has in fact declined over the last 10 years and it's a trend that has become even more pronounced since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, In our study we observe a decline of job satisfaction by 6%, a decline of motivation at work by 14%, Mm -hmm. a decline of general well-being by 11%. And also, at the same time, uh, the risk of burnout increased by 33% Mm -hmm. and reported physical health problems by 32%. And in fact, uh, from a psychological point of view, people seem to be more uh, withdrawing psychologically from uh, their work, withdrawing more into their private lives. What's more, work is increasingly seen as a necessity rather than a fulfilling activity so Mm -hmm. we have here the loss of meaning in work unfortunately and this is reflected in a growing desire to reduce uh, working hours make more teleworking from home as well as an increased intention to change job or employer in the near future The part of that is around 27% in 2023.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Why would you think these trends are so actual? Why is this happening? Are we having an influence? Of course, the COVID somehow influenced ourselves. But um, why still we have these results of this study in Luxembourg?
0: Well, there are uh, a lot of topics we are looking at in this study, so it's a combination of a lot of factors. In fact, we have certain factors with which have uh, positive uh, uh, change, like uh, physical uh, um, strain at work, which is getting in, in in average less because we have more and more jobs. Uh, which are more in service sector activities. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, we have more and more uh, mental stress. Uh, we have more more rush uh, at, uh, at work and also more emotional conflicts. And the problem of work-life balance is something we have seen now increasing since 10 years. And also the consequence is that we have also, unfortunately, some mental health problems uh, connected to that.
1: Is it because it's too much pressure and the prices are high or people are just not handling this anymore.
0: It's it's everything. It's uh, one thing, one major uh, evolution is uh, intensification of work. So Mm -hmm. people have to do more and more work in a shorter time, have to do more and more complex tasks at the same time. Uh, There's a lot of change also in uh, in the working worlds where people are not always prepared or not always uh, well uh, informed or um, also the decision making uh, process uh, does not uh, involve uh, employees or less and less and uh, that's something that um Mm-hmm. Is also uh, working negatively on the mental health.
1: The report also highlights the decline a bit in the teleworking, despite this popularity during the pandemic, as we know how many people work from home. But now it's a bit changing. Are this because people are willing to reintegrate in the social life or to be back on this? How can we, I mean, how can employers adapt to meet the changing needs of the workforce?
0: Well, Yes, the use of teleworking is declining since two years. In our study, it was uh, the first time in 2022 and now again in 2023. And to be honest, I don't have one final answer to this question. Mm -hmm. What we are seeing is that the use of teleworking is declining, especially among Mm cross-border workers. And uh, I think reasons for this uh, are the social security and income tax rules, which of course set certain limits on the use of teleworking from abroad and those limits had been suspended during the covid pandemic but now although these rules were improved for teleworkers last year there is still a limit of like 34 days per year that you can work from a neighboring country for a company in luxembourg without paying tax Mm -hmm. uh, in your home country but also you have um, 30 uh, not 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 30 49 percent of your working time in your country of residence uh, while remaining subject to luxembourg social security mm-hmm. but it seems that these rules are still too strict to really promote teleworking and another reason more from a psychological point of view from mm-hmm. a management management point of view is that uh, uh, maybe that some organizations still have an old-fashioned management mm-hmm. style known as command and control especially in today's uncertain economy so uh, these managers lack mindset or skills to function in a trusted leadership environment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But however, for employees, this uh, call back to the office tactic can seem like uh, yeah, like a temptation to blame them as a scapegoat for the organization's poor performance. The problem is that uh, it's simply not possible nowadays to maintain the management style you had before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to
1: adapt somehow yeah, the employer's the organization.
0: Again, exactly. Research also shows that hybrid working does work and is good for both employees and organizations and uh, most uh, workers uh, remote working is a benefit they don't want to miss and in job interviews nowadays candidates they ask more about the number of teleworking days than about other subjects sometimes mm-hmm. and employers who don't offer this are unlikely to be re- retained and I believe that no companies in today's world can uh, have an anti-talent uh, policy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Otherwise, you will see some of your best employees uh, leave.
1: Yeah, I'm just imagining that I have an interview with an HR, and uh, because there is a point in the interview when they ask, "Do you have any questions? Can I work from home?"
0: Exactly. That's <laughs> I think the nowadays is really, yes. really
1: spread this. Um, yeah, because I was going to ask you. Maybe, yeah, we advocate for a reduction in weekly work, hour, working hours, but the organizations don't really agree. So how can we find the compromise, the middle way to maintain both productivity and profitability? Your advice would be to the companies to be more uh, empathic and to, to leave these working hours from home or, or to reduce if they need, or uh, because there is a risk they will not have enough employees in this case if they will not adapt to the market.
0: Well, um, as a psychologist, uh, I prefer to leave it to the economists to debate uh, uh, concepts in their fields such as productivity and profitability, which are, by the way, very controversial Uh when it comes to knowing which concept to use to measure what. Yeah. And what I do know is that very few people nowadays are satisfied with the way work is currently Mm organized. In 2023, uh, 53% of employees, compared to 33% in 2018, wanted to reduce their working hours in relation to the agreed weekly uh, working time. And 83% were even in favor of a general reduction in, in working hours for equal pay. Mm-hmm. And there has also been a gap for years between the agreed weekly working time and the effective weekly working time, mm-hmm. which is 3.3 hours on average, which means that an average of 3.3 hours a week, are, uh, every worker is working most of the time for free. And as a result of the use of mobile devices, but also of the one-way flexibilization sometimes of working time where you have notifications during free time for work purposes are increasingly common. And the boundaries between work and personal life are blurring. Working time is being extended at the expense of workers' free time. And the average commuting time is also rising steadily. In 2014, 56% of people traveled to work in less than half an hour. Mm -hmm. And by 2023, the figure had fallen to 38%. Mm -hmm. And when you calculate this over a week for a full-time worker... You have an average of 7.3 hours commuting time, and even 9.6 hours for a cross-border commuters. So the first argument in favour of a reduction in working time mm-hmm. is to compensate for the loss of a growing proportion of the free time that workers already invest nowadays in work. Oh, and yes. we also need to look at the attractiveness of companies in a world today where the level of work-life balance is an important criterion for talents, and where also bargaining powers is uh, shifting more and more towards employees given the shortage of labor, exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So furthermore, neighboring countries have already opted at national or sectoral level for policies to reduce working time or are moving towards such an outcome. And uh, I know one example, it's the 4-Day-Week Global Association based in England, which has worked with dozens of organizations around the world to introduce shorter working weeks with very positive results they have, for example, an average of 36% increase in revenue for those companies, 42% reduction in resignation, 63% uh, improvement in attracting talent. So the results are also very positive for companies. Mm-hmm. So most of the time it's a win-win situation. Why not try here in Luxembourg with uh, certain companies uh, together with an association like for, for day week Global to try yeah. At least.
1: Yeah. Do you, um, are, are there specific industries or demographics in Luxembourg that have been particularly affected by, by the last changes, let's say inflation, COVID and any environment changing that we had?
0: Well, of course, what we have is that uh, during uh, pandemics, uh, one part, uh, quite big part, one third, uh, even 40% of the workers, they were able to experience remote working. Mm-hmm. And for those people, remote working is nowadays seen as a normal tool for better work-life balance. But on the other hand, there are the on-site workers who had to continue working under difficult conditions uh, during the pandemic and now do not have the option for teleworking. So they have still to bear the burden of commuting between work and home, which also takes up more and more time. And we are, therefore, dealing with an inequality also that began during the pandemic and has continued ever since. So, I mean, uh, I have the impression that nowadays we have a little bit forgotten uh, all the people that were working for us during pandemic, uh, because it's the other people that got an advantage with uh, remote working. And those people are still in very difficult uh, um, situation linked to yeah, commuting and other uh, and other um, strains, and uh, that's that's w- something I, I'm really seeing. And so, uh, when we talk about mental health, uh, there are also differences be- between um, employees in Luxembourg. in general. Women have a lower level of general well-being than men. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. A, that's a fact I'm finding since uh, since the beginning of a study, and uh, that was even the case before, I guess. Huh? Mm-hmm. And in 2023, the highest proportion of people at high risk of depression was in the younger group, in the 16-24 age group uh, with 17% of people who have a high risk compared to 14% in the general population. And in terms of work-related characteristics, um, it's more people not working from home. Mm -hmm. It's uh, like service workers, shopkeepers, salespeople, elementary occupations but also the workers in professional, scientific and technical activities, which is the sector, Mm -hmm. wholesale, retail, trade, transport, hotels and restaurants, but also financial and insurance activities, which all present a higher risk of depression above 15%. uh, Yes.
1: Speaking about the youth, that they were more affected, uh, where this is coming from, what would be the the reason behind that they are like the most affected uh, social, let's say, yeah? Is well, it the because they are ma- not prepared? They are not ready to face the world, the, the job market, which is really hard nowadays.
0: Well, now the youth, uh, at the time of a pandemic, they were at school, and, and we know this uh, situation at school was very difficult, mm. also with homeschooling. The school and, wasn't uh, the same, and with sometimes parents. Uh, and now, uh, and here exactly, we see the same inequality. Uh, parents who had to work on site could not be at home to be with their yes. children, to, and and the other could be but also have to work uh, at home of course so that was also not uh, easy as a situation so i don't know uh, what is uh, in general i think um, the young people nowadays are exposed to a lot of changes a lot of uh, uh, insecurities on the labor markets and uh, it's nowadays it's also difficult to to choose a subject for, ch- for studies, I think, mm-hmm. because the world is changing so quickly. True. And also maybe the uh, this discussion about uh, technology, AI, etc., is having an impact. Uh, maybe, and they see also their parents being in difficult working situations and uh, they nowadays uh, have to earn money and it's difficult in uh, with a housing market that's, uh, which is very expensive. Uh, it's a uh, it's, uh, accumulation of factors. Mm-hmm.
1: I think. You, you you mentioned technology, Mr. Barcher, and I would like to stop a bit here because there, there are two sides of technology. One which is the IE and is changing the, the m- job market. But the other side is how the organization can use, can take it uh, as an advantage, the technology to integrate or to enhance employee mental health and well-being as we progress into a future. How would you see this? How do you think it would be effectively to use it?
0: Well, in general, I think that technology in itself is neutral. Huh? Mm-hmm. all depends on how it is used in the workplace. And we already have a lot of digital technologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays, we talk a lot of, about AI. Yes. Uh, well, on the one hand, technology can help workers to do their jobs uh, better, make mm-hmm. them more productive, uh, help them focus more on their core tasks rather than the less interesting secondary task. I'm thinking about document research or mm-hmm. re- replying to redundant messages, on the other hand. It can also cause anxiety about job security. It can lead to yeah, content, constant accessibility as workers feel pressurized to be available 24-7 more and more, brewing the boundaries between work and personal life. Or it can reduce face-to-face contact between colleagues, uh, which can lead to feelings of isolation and loneliness, all of which, of course, have negative impact on mental health. And another risk is that AI systems, if not carefully designed and trained, can reinforce bias, discrimination and misinformation, so leading to unfair treatments, uh, which worsens the existing mental health problems. And also generative AI can be used by malicious individuals or parties to create and spread fake content mm-hmm. with little effort uh, to influence political opinions, but also to propagate mistrust and negative feeling. And that's also what makes people nowadays more and more uh, depressed and, and negative. Uh, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. also uh, part of the media.
1: Yeah, it's true. And speaking about the most pressing mental health concerns for employees, um, how how would you advise employees when it's better to search for health as a psychologist, because there are moments when we weigh too much and then we get into the burnout, which for someone burnout is just a word, for others it's a very complicated term. Um, what would be your advice? How? What's the time to address, how to address, where to address in Luxembourg?
0: Well, in general, in, in, uh, at work, uh, you have colleagues when you are not uh, working on a place where you are totally isolated, which does exist also so Mm -hmm. you have your colleagues that's the first uh, level so it uh, can be interesting that colleagues uh, they notice the change and that they talk uh, without uh, judging on the situation just asking if uh, the person needs help for example and uh, also the manager um, should have a look on his people and uh, if he he or, or she notices Uh, a change to address that change talk uh, generally not uh, uh, talking about uh, illness or something like Mm -hmm. that and it's only on a second level when you really when the person is uh, is, uh, has sickness leave uh, for a long time that uh, we have more a medical situation and uh, at that moment it's already maybe too late so uh, Mm -hmm. I think the best way is to prevent uh, Mm -hmm. problems to 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 be to Reality or to become reality, and um, yeah, in general, I think there are a lot of uh, things you can um, implement at work which are not very specific or uh, technical things. It's more about human relations, I think, mm-hmm. and about management uh, style. And I think uh, maybe three points. Um, I can underline, first thing is maybe open communication. It's mm-hmm. important, I think, to encourage open and transparent communication, which means keeping employees informed about changes, challenges, and organizations' response to them. But also, very important, to provide some kind of a platform, mm-hmm. not uh, a technical platform like an internet platform, but just a space for people physical to, share, yes, yeah. to share their concerns, feedback, ideas, without fear of reprisal. I mean... Uh, The management should not be afraid of the fact that workers, as human beings, have opinions that sometimes differ from theirs. That's not a problem. It's important to talk about it. And after all, the workplace is a place where everyone should have the possibility to learn Mm -hmm. and develop himself. Work-life balance is uh, another point. Uh, Employees should have as much to say as possible when it comes to planning and organizing their working hours. This includes the possibility of remote working, where possible, of course the ability to adjust the start and end of the working day to a certain degree of flexibility, the possibility to leave uh, work uh, for individual needs and to catch up work later. And uh, this serves to improve the work-life balance and also training and education. Workplace should be a place where people can develop their skills, Mm -hmm. whether to improve career opportunities or even work-life balance or their personal development. Mm -hmm. And in the world of labor shortages and technological change, I mean, companies should promote lifelong learning to ensure they are ready to meet the
1: challenges of the future. True. Looking ahead, what are the Chamber of Employees' priorities and strategies for promoting employee well-being in Luxembourg or like to bring a light, on, especially on ongoing changing trends nowadays? What are maybe the, the other fields that are concerning for you and you're studying it right now?
0: Well, what we do with our study is uh, to... Uh yeah to to, uh, to share the results um, to present our analysis to a large public and also to more specific publics mean press conference uh, by means of press conferences by newsletters by conferences uh, seminars uh, training sessions etc et to inform people in general what is uh, what is uh, workplace like in luxembourg nowadays and all, of course we as chamber of employees we are also formulating um, um demands uh, directed to uh, the government uh, to improve certain things like on work life balance working mm. time we are for working time reduction we are for better work life balance we uh, we propose um, uh, improvements and hope that the government understands why it is important and uh, so implements these changes i think like On work balance, I I, I think uh, about um, reducing weekly working hours, uh, um, proposing um, uh, a right to carers leave, enabling employees to take time off work to support family members Mm -hmm. in need for reasons other than medical. uh, And uh, these are the propositions we can make based on data we find in our uh, study Yeah the role of uh, Chamber of employees is to propose improvements for working life working conditions in, in Luxembourg and uh, we also have uh, very soon we have social ele- elections and uh, therefore it's very important that uh, ever, every worker here in Luxembourg uh, takes that very seriously and goes and goes for voting.
1: Mr. Bushel, I I'm really grateful to this interview because somehow we would like to bring a bit of more light into mental health from all points of view, especially work balance, because everyone is really working hard in Luxembourg. It's not a cheap country. It's very expensive to live here. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to jobs and everything, you have to you have to work a lot it's important to not forget about the thing, as you said, that we are, we are human beings and it's, it's important to, to stay happy. So i wishing everyone to, to stay happy at their working place and um, thank you very much for your uh, insights. And we uh, wishing good luck to you as well.
0: Thank you.